the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 17 of the Free Indeed Podcast. My name is Mike. I am the host of your favorite podcast. I hope, maybe, it might be emerging as one of your top 50 favorite podcasts. Who knows? Um, this is the Free Indeed Podcast, and my name is Mike. Once again, my friend and good buddy over here, and I don't know, we continue to call each other soulmates. We could be. We're, we're brothers deep in this journey of freedom here. Uh, that would be, his name is Kirk, and by now, when this thing's published and released and everything, the tropical storm that was Kirk is going to be long gone. So You think? Yeah, I mean, unless it perseveres and makes its way over to the... Kirk's have a way to not go away. <laughs> I know. Kirk's have a way of What would be around. ironic is if it became a a uh, subtropical low-pressure system in the North Atlantic and hit Scotland because well, Kirk comes out of... The, the name Kirk is absolutely from... Absolutely does. So, Kirk is Scottish from the word meaning from the church. Yeah, that's but right. It, but the, the, the root of the name Kirk actually goes back to Ecclesiastes. I can hear, I can hear that. Um, which I didn't even know that until my All neighbor told me that. Hard K ago. sounds there. So, yeah. Us humans like to abbreviate things. We sure do. I see something on your phone that looks like the number 17. Is there a meaning to the number 17 There's you found? meaning to the number 17. Responsible for insight, responsibility, self-discipline, strength, compassion, spiritual consciousness, and wisdom. A desire for peace and love for all of humanity. Very nice. Boom. That's peace and love for all of humanity. Peace, love, and soul. <laughs> and ironically, I'm looking at your clock as we're in your living room. We're starting episode. Yeah, we're starting the episode at eight seventeen oh, in the morning. Yeah. Episode seventeen. Actually, that clock is two minutes slow. But it's the first one I saw. Yeah, there you so go. that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. So if uh, for and some my, reason my, my, the the clock on my stove and the clock on my microwave match. Oh, yeah, but they're both that. wrong. <laughs> well, then I mean, if you needed to cook something and you're running a little late, yeah, yeah. microwave would be faster. Yeah. So anyway, the um. Format that I've been using, and if you've never listened to any episodes before, is I ask. If you haven't listened to this before, you're broken. That's right. You're broken. You need to get your life right. That's right. You need to fix yourself. Uh, He's awake. Yep. (laughs) If that was in your ears loud, the the wave peaks on on my uh, garage band just went to the top and maxed out. Nice. So, yeah. I maxed out. That's right. So, I'll ask a a question, and, and Kirk has chosen not to hear. Uh, what the question is ahead of time or to know the topic. And so we're going to go with something. Um, hey, you know that, why I do that? I, I just, I, this just popped into my head. And I don't know why. If there's somebody out there asking, they probably want to know, why do yeah. you do that, Kirk? My, uh, I think my coffee just kicked in. I got some coffee from Wanda, uh, some good stuff. Um, I, I, I figure I realize I do better out of my heart than I do out of my head. Like I, I, I live better more free when I'm in my heart than when I'm in my head in terms of speaking, in terms of thinking, in terms of consciousness, in terms of friendships, relationships, just all that kind of stuff that, that, um, me personally, a lot of people, you know, it's kind of the opposite. A lot of people work best out of their head. Me personally, I realize that when I'm in my heart, that's when I'm in the best, most purest form of who I am. And and that's when I'm present. And that's when I'm just showing up in, in the, the true me. And so, so yeah, so the reason I don't want to know is because I just want to not even think. I want to not even give my brain time enough to process and all that kind of junk. I just want to, I just want to be, I don't want to do. I like that. And that's, uh, important 
because you get the real Kirk, you get the real reason and hopefully the real me on this because we're trying not to, as best we can put up any, anything that will keep us between, um, anything between us and you, the listener. Uh, it's important for us as guys to know that we're sharing our authentic selves and we're doing as best we can to show you that uh, freedom is possible. Number one, um, from a porn habit and a porn addiction, and you can be your whole self. And we're, we're trying to do a, a whole self approach to this. And so that leads me to the question, because this is going to have to come from the heart. Kurt. Uh-oh. Um, I'm scared now. Yep. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me, let me get myself right. Hold no, on. You're, you're right <sighs> here. Let me, let, me, let me get a sip of coffee. Okay. His coffee. <sighs> Just on a side note, we're Just almost five, min- I five knew, minutes. I knew that was going to come up. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> five minutes into this episode, we just started recording this morning, and Kirk was lifting the cup to his face, and I watched this. I, I sort of watched it because it happened so fast. The handle broke off the cup of a full cup of coffee and <laughs> dropped onto the stool, onto the floor, onto the counter, on his phone. Oh man! Right before we started recording this morning, not cool. And I'm thinking not to cool. myself, really, of all days, this happens, not cool. and we not both cool. are just laughing about it. He's like, I think I'm going to get the carpet shampooed now. Yeah. Not cool. That was man. a very unexpected moment. Not cool. That's that's what happens when you use it. It, 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 it was a thick mug too. It wasn't even yeah. like cheap or flimsy. No, no. Um, but yeah, literally, the handle was in my hand. <laughs> I never it let go of hand. the hand. I never let go of the handle. I mean, it just literally snapped off. And just as I raised it up to drink it, I mean, that was bootleg, man. I know See? that was. Uh, I saw the cup there, and then it was gone. And then the sound of it hitting the metal stool—that was not cool. It was uh, not cool. At if all. it wasn't so spontaneous, I mean, it was. It made that's what kind of made it funny. We're both yeah. smiling about it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, here we go. Here we go. This here is go. this is actually a fairly serious topic for you, Kirk. Um, okay. Have you ever or have you uncovered any issues with grief and your former addiction? Not to mention in your current journey of freedom. Grief, grief, personal grief. Any kind of grief that you've experienced, oh, man. Um, grief. Yes. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, and so yeah. So I see two folds in 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 the answer to that. The first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, I, I say that that porn is a symptom of pain, and I mean, porn is medication, and and where there's medication, there's pain, and uh, and so my my past porn use was medicating a deep pain that i had and and part of that deep pain uh was uh wounds that i had with my father and so when you stop medicating then you got to deal with the pain and that's where a lot of guys have a hard time stopping the medication because then they got to deal with whatever it is that's beneath the surface and that's why it's so hard to quit one of the reasons why it's so hard to quit because that pain becomes real and you br- probably never had to deal with that pain through the course of your life because you learned how to medicate that pain at a very young age. So the, your pain tolerance, your pain threshold is pretty low. Um, so take that back to my personal story. When I stopped medicating and I had to deal with that pain and I had to deal with something painful as, as the, the, uh, the relationship uh, the dysfunctional relationship that I had with my father, um, a lot of the the abuses and and just all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> side note: I met, uh, I was at dinner the other night, just having pizza, and, and the guy across the table from me, um, it was uh, is an ER doctor, 
and uh and he had he had a copy of my book he came to one of something where i spoke and that sort of stuff and so he goes hey you know he's actually from the dc area and and he goes you know you you grew up in the dc area right yeah and so we got to talking about when and where and blah 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 and start talking about different parts of town anyhow worked our way to talking about dc and different parts of dc and then he and we end up talking about southeast dc and and then he ends up saying you know uh, something along the lines of, yeah, right around the corner from uh, St. Elizabeth's Mental Hospital, St. E's. Um, and I go, you know, and just kind of out of the blue. Matter of fact, I was like, yeah, my, uh, my, uh, my, or no, he, he mentioned, um, he mentioned that he did his psych rotation at St. E's, St. Elizabeth's Mental Hospital. And when he said that, I was just kind of, matter of fact, out of blue, I goes, yeah, I said, my dad was a patient there, you know, in and out my whole life. And wow, what and, are the uh, chances? It's kind of ironic wow. that he did. And so then, then, you know, then it conversation turned kind of weird because then he's like, oh, really? When was he there? I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if, if, if I was there when he was there. And so it's like, man, this ain't no class reunion, man. <laughs> um, or the military, no ship. And so, um, um, you know, like a, a reunion of your unit or, or where you were stationed or something like that. I was on this sub or this aircraft carrier. Right. Um, so anyhow, it was kind of funny that he did his psych rotation there. I did my childhood there. Um, but, uh, that being said, when I, back to the point, when I stopped medicating, I had to deal with that pain. And part of that pain was not only the abuse and that kind of stuff, but it was also the fact that he died 20, something years ago 22 years ago something like that um and so not only is there the grief of of the painful childhood but then there was the grief of him being gone and i can like i can't go back and have conversations i can't go back and make amends i can't go back and cuss him out i can't find him and punch him in the throat i can't you know go beat the hell out of him because of what he did to me i can't do any of that kind of stuff it's dead and gone so i had to grieve all of that. And I had to grieve, you know, not only the childhood, but that also, you know, that, that he was gone. Um, so that's part of the answer in terms of grief. Um, the other part of the answer in terms of grief is I also had to grieve everything that I lost in the journey of being hooked on porn for so long. I lost some of my childhood. I lost every relationship I ever had. Um, I lost two marriages. I mean, I had the, you know, the death of two families um, that porn directly or indirectly caused and uh, or through my life I caused, but it was my porn habit caused. Um, and so, you know, even now, like when I look at my kids, when I look on the walls of my house and I see pictures of my kids, you know, both sets of my kids had to have their families torn apart. Um you know, largely because of me. And so, you know, that, that grief is always there. That grief is, is something that I have to, I have to just reconcile on a daily basis and I have to forgive myself for that. But at the same time, part of that involves the grief of the death. And so it's, you know, the death of the death of my father, the death of, you know, a couple of marriages, a couple of families, you know, I'll never forget the day that I had to put my youngest two, who ironically are upstairs sleeping right now. Um, I think 
I'll never forget that quiet. day, man, but where we, you know, we sat down at the kitchen table and, uh, and I broke the news to him that, you know, mommy and daddy aren't going to be living together anymore. We're, we're, we're breaking up and the look on their faces, <clears throat> I'll never forget that ever. And, um, and that is something that I have to grieve and I have to learn how to grieve and I have to learn how to process and when that creates pain, I have to learn what to do with that pain. I don't want to medicate it. So I got to process it. I got to be present with it. Um, I got to work through, you know, the stages of grief with all of that. So anyhow, so yeah, the whole notion of grief, you know, when, when, you, when that first popped into my mind, the first thing that popped into my mind was my father. And the second thing that immediately popped into my mind right after that was my kids, yeah. So uh, there's a there's a pretty good chance someone listening to this experienced one of those two things. If you're a guy, I've experienced the same. I've had to grieve the loss of my dad in terms of uh stepping away, getting leaving my life. Um I as far as I know he's not passed away, but he might as well have just because um at 14 he stepped he was out of my life and not involved in a very critical time in my growth as a human being, as a, as a boy. And I am grief is a, is a, is a pain and you hit it right on the head because what porn is tries to do is, uh, is to medicate the pain. It's a form of the drug. And so if you're listening to this, that's one of, if not your only means of dealing with this dark part, painful part of your life, um, is there been anything that's helped you cope with the emotional pain then in the grief? Uh, there's more than just, I mean, that's a probably one of the deepest parts of our pain in, in living is uh, the grief that shows up in our life. And what's helped you then since now it's become clear that you've had to deal with it? Uh, what's helped you since uh, you've been able to be equipped to do it? <sighs> Yeah. Being present, first of all, I mean, <clears throat> you know, w w you have to experience that, you you know, some things in life, man, you can't avoid and you can't run from and they're not fun. We don't like to experience it, but sometimes you just you have to go through the process of being present with it and and being able to feel it and being able to, to actually grieve it without running from the grief, without running from the pain and without running from that experience, man, you got to be able to you got to be able to hold on to that thing, even even when it hurts, and, and and process that man and feel that's the true arc of of our existence as people, especially as men, is to experience that kind of thing, man. To experience what it's like to hurt, to experience what it's like to 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 have pain, to sacrifice, and to experience to go into what that experience is, and 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 to be that man we typically we you know especially as guys we don't like to, we don't like pain man that's why we don't go to the doctor a whole lot you know until right. it hurts really bad and then it's too late um but we don't we don't like dealing with pain man we don't we it's uncomfortable and it sucks man it just does um but sometimes man we got to be we had we got to have the courage to deal with that pain we got to have the courage to to, to be there and to be present and to just experience it, embrace it just for what it is, for the valley that it is, for the terrible experience that it is. I mean, you know, the whole notion of, 
of Jesus just experiencing the cross and just experiencing that pain and and did that know. help you when you when you think on that meditate on that it does man cuz it's like that's what that's what puts you in touch with with our humanity you know and that's what you know i mean you know the the Jesus as the 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 human part of god you know expresses the humanity of experiencing that pain you know what i mean you know of between the the trinity of god you know jesus was the one that that i mean it, it was it was his role to go through that 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 humanistic experience of it there was grief in in all of god but but you know but for jesus to experience the the beating and the torture and the you know and uh, and just Separation. The, the blood the, the suffering the physical human suffering and just to to go through that suffering man is important for our humanity and it keeps us in touch but it keeps us present and it keeps us if you're not present man you can't be passionate and you know if you can't be passionate man you can't have deep purpose and 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 being able to to, to be in that space, man. And, and, you know, and, and passion and presence and purpose, man, all of those are wrapped up in the whole notion of intimacy and the whole notion of relationship. I mean, you know, what is relationship without passion and purpose and presence? And so, you know, that's why we have a personal God to me. That's, you know, to me, that's what makes, that's what makes my relationship with, with God. That's what makes my relationship with Jesus real because, of that experience of being able to embrace that pain, being able to embrace that, that torturous suffering situation and, and to, and to just experience it, man. And, and, you know, like they used to say when I was young, old folks, trouble don't last always. And, and man, if you just, if you just experience that, and then especially if you're able to be open and, and to be able to, to let other people in on that experience, that's the other part, being able to let other people in on that grief being able to let other people in on that pain, being able to let other people in on that 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 situation, whatever that is, um, that, that experience. Did that take courage to do that? Uh, it takes guts, man. It takes cojones. A lot of vulnerability, uh, vulnerability. It does, man. I mean, it just it takes vulnerable. I mean, it just takes everything. It takes all of the good stuff about relationship to do. To be open to somebody, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, to be like, man, I'm going through this, man. I'm 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 going through this, and I don't want to go through it alone. And uh, and that's the thing, you know. God never promises that we won't go through nothing, but He promises that we won't go through it alone, right? And so to be able to to lean in on that experience, man, and just lean in with other people, lean in with God, and just you know that I mean that's that's the beauty, man. That's and you know, I think I, I think God wants us to to be able to experience those things with him, you know, to be able to experience those things with other people that are close to us. And, you know, you look at some of the writings, you know, some of the stuff that David was going through and, you know, some of the stuff that he wrote, man. I mean, that was like, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, but that was beautiful, man. That, that's some beautiful stuff. That's why, I mean, the Bible is such a beautiful document. It's not even a document. It's a living word and it, it expresses the deepest parts of humanity to God um, it's not, it's not a book to be analyzed. It's a, it's a, a message of love from God's heart to be experienced. So my, my other question, my next question here for you then is how has grief changed you? It changed me because I started to experience it. I started to allow myself to experience grief. 
and to not so you had you avoided grief absolutely i avoided pain i avoided yeah. pain period and grief is pain and so i just ran from that no nah, i don't want to experience that at all and and so yeah anytime i got close to any kind of pain or discomfort i would medicate it which meant that my pain tolerance got really low which meant i medicated more which meant my pain tolerance got low and i medicated more and then all of a sudden my life was just i was medicating the medication <laughs> you know I mean, that would be a redundant addiction absolutely I'm, but i'm half serious but you know i mean that's that, that that's like you know when when you watch the the tv commercials with the medicine you know the the pharmaceutical commercials and it's like this may cause this and this and this and this exactly so because you take this medicine now you need this other medicine to take for that medicine right and then you, because that and then that causes this and and so yeah after a while i just began to medicate the medication and uh and it became a vicious cycle that just that just it just destroyed every part of 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 who I am. But I think the difference now is I just I, I experience grief, man. You know, on days where I'm just grieving nothing. You know, there's some days where it's just a gray cloud, man, over my head. Period. I mean, I can't explain it. There's nothing specific that that you know that is causing it. But that day, I'm just thinking, man, life sucks right now. Like, I just want to run. Like, I hate life, man. I hate this feeling. I hate, you know, just whatever it is. And and uh, and so, you know, when I when I do experience that, man, I I um, you know, I, I just I go into that. I experience that. I let other people in. I I text my guys. You know, I text. You know, just people that are close to me and I just say, hey, pray for me today. I'm just going through this. And then and then I find constructive ways to deal with it, which for me mostly involves running with some worship music playing. Right. And, and that then, goes back to how does exercise. Right. Um, what, what, what role does exercise play in your freedom? And it, I'm reading a book that uh, really legitimizes the power of exercises for our mental health. Oh, yeah. And there's some significant research that... Mm-hmm tells us um, how important that is. So grief has changed you to be able to be in the pain, be present. And we're going to repeat this again, but I just think it's worth repeating is what does pain do for us? Wow. First of all, pain lets us know we're not dead yet. So pain is not a bad thing. Um, Inherently pain is not a bad thing. Pain is a way for our bodies to communicate with ourselves um and just i mean it's another form of communication if you will but pain you know pain allows you to to experience and to see kind of where you are and what's going on inside of you in relation to the outside of you and and that sort of stuff but but yeah man pain is just a, another way for life to communicate with us in some kind of a way so it's not something we should run away from um i mean Maybe you don't just walk around self-inflicting pain just because, you know, but there's people that, that, you know, people that cut themselves, for example, they use pain to replace pain. They use an exterior pain to replace an interior pain. They, they, they use um, a physical pain to replace an emotional or, or even spiritual pain. And so, you know, in that context, pain can probably be destructive um, not necessarily a communication, but, but, you know, in, in a more healthy sense, you know, pain in itself, you're not going to get out of life probably without pain. And so when you experience that, you know, experience it, 
and just don't let it, you know, don't, don't, don't let it be something you're afraid of or, or afraid to, to, uh, to allow into your life or to, that you just want to run away from. Yeah. We, we touched on this in episode seven, that the whole episode is just, you know, what's the importance of working through pain and there's, you, you can find purpose in it. There's communication in it. Um, when it gets overwhelming, there's definitely a message there and there, there definitely needs to be something happening. And that's the same with grief because, um, grief has stages. Yes, but there's, there's a lot of circular paths to grief as well. And it's when grief by nature is, um, you're, you're finding pain because there's something that has been taken from you. It, whether it's a person who died like your dad or anybody who's lost a loved one, but it could be the death of a relationship. It could be the death of a dream. It could be the death of anything or that's taken out of your life because you can't replace these things. That's part of that grief is because nothing can replace what's been taken or what's gone. And so that pain that's there, there's, there's about a hundred percent chance somebody listening to this has lost something or someone in their life. And that's a form of pain. And as we were talking about medicating that pain through the, the porn habit, um, it's accessing parts of our brain. That's the medication. And so how do we get to that, um, pharmacy that is our brain? And you're, you just said it, you, you've, You've done it through, you do it some through running. And again, there's, there's so much research that shows that there is restorative power to, um, exercising and making sure that uh, our, our bodies, um, we tell our bodies to fix our brains. Basically. Let me, let me, let me give you some physiology behind all of that. Yeah. Um, again, this goes back to a previous episode of learning, um, of stuff that I learned, part of you know for free i might for add for free for free um you know endorphins are the body's natural opiate and i say always artificial opiates are drugs like heroin morphine codeine oxycontin vicodin those kind of things and what do we use those drugs for medicate pain medicate pain so if those drugs are an artificial form of endorphins then where you get your source of endorphins can be key to medicating pain. Well, <laughs> one of the one of the ways that people get endorphin boosts unnaturally, or or I guess naturally, but but through various sources, way. is by consuming ridiculous amounts of pornography. Um, because part of the you know part of this sexual experience, especially sexual orgasm experience, is to experience a boost in endorphins. And so, and so to me, that that kind of by default says that you know part of part of that that porn consumption is medicating some kind of a pain, whether it's physical or emotional, whatever. Your brain doesn't know the difference between that you know that that physical or emotional. It's just pain. It's just a switch. It's just pain. And so when I experience pain, I want to medicate pain. When I experience pain, I want to medicate pain. Again, there's some very real ways that we do that through porn, which is the endorphin boost that we get from watching porn, from consuming pornography. So the the two are directly related, and we can't say that they're not. Another way, another healthy way to get that endorphin boost is through exercise. 
scientifically proven you get that i mean that that's what that's that runner's high that 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 people describe that's that locker room feeling that's that when you break through something physically you know you, you your brain just lights up that's that endorphin feeling that's that's that feeling of the endorphins kicking in um and, and so you can absolutely from a physiological perspective as well as neurological perspective stimulate your own endorphins you can get them by sitting down and looking at porn for hours at a time and having that destroy your life and create more pain or you can get that through something healthy like exercise but in any case we're regulating pain through the endorphins on on and it's just where we get those endorphins from so there there's some very real science to everything that we're talking about here exactly so grief has changed you and you become aware of the the pain and you've um in a sense now listen hear me guys in a sense you you've accepted the pain and there's even some phraseology you could say you've made friends with the pain because you're you're letting the pain or you're you're turning the pain around to not cause harm but to bring purpose direction and meaning into your life the grief specifically so i've narrowed it down to one kind of pain and that is the the pain of grief which all of us have experienced. Is there uh, anything more on, on grief that has helped inform your freedom lately, recently, or since you've started this journey? Yeah, no, like I said, I, for me, the big, the big aha, the big breakthrough is just recognize. And yeah, we're all going to experience grief. We have most of, I mean, pretty much everyone has lost something to your point, whether it's, you know, a family, family member, you know, there's a death of a family member. There's a death of a family. There's death of a dream. There's death of, of all kinds of stuff like that. And so, yeah, when you experience that grief, you're not broken. When you experience grief, life, you know, is not broken. We're all going to get there. You know, we're, we're all going to experience those things. Well, what do you do when you experience that? Where do you take that? Do you take it? Do you stuff it? Do you medicate it? Are you present with it? Do you Do you just sit with it? And sometimes you just got to sit with it and just allow it to just sit and stew. But um, but it's important to develop that habit, to develop that muscle because you're going to experience it because you can't get away from it. And so when you do experience that in your past, you know, that it can come back. You know, it's not like somebody has to die today in order for you to grieve someone's death. I mean, you know, you, you can you can easily grieve uh, something that died a, a while ago. You know, I had a dream of becoming a helicopter pilot in the Coast Guard. I was going to ask about that, but you brought it up. So, yeah, that that dream was it died, it died. man. It just died. I, not only did it die, but I killed it. <laughs> I killed it with my porn habit. Um and so I mean, I was weeks away from going to naval flight school. Um mm. And and that that dream died, man. And so you know, when I have to look back over the course of my life, and if I keep in touch with guys that I used to be friends with, or guys that were peers in the Coast Guard, and and uh, and I see where they are now, and I'm like, man, that, you know, yeah, you got to grieve that, man, and you can't get away from that. I can't go undo that. I'm looking yeah. at my officer sword over in the corner over there, and and man, it's and that's why I have it over there, just to remind me. Yep, it's just to remind. Don't me. be afraid of it. You know, that, uh, that's where I would like to end. You said it again. And I want to thank you, Kirk, for sharing from, you know, that part of you. Um, I know you, you're kind of used to sharing that, but at the same time, you're doing it again. And you're coming from a place that's um, of pain. And as you can tell, I think, you know, Kirk's not, this, isn't, this wasn't brand new for him to talk about, but he was okay with talking about his pain. 
in uh, the grief. But I, I would love to leave this with you guys, and that is, you're not broken, and you're not you're not a you're not a, um, a less of a man for having grief in your life and pain in your life. In fact, that that pain should be informing you that you are a whole person, and that God made you that way. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm saying I'm ending, but I do have one more question here. Um, what would you tell the the Kirk and, and any guy right now who's in that place of um, just emerging into okay, now I'm going to live in this pain? Well, what would you tell that person looking back? Maybe just tell yourself that. Uh, what would you tell yourself who's just emerging into okay, this is pretty raw. How do I deal with it? The the lie of the enemy is going to tell you that you're alone. That 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 lying voice, and you you know that lying voice. You know that voice that tells you all kinds of stuff that you know ain't true, but it feels true. And people people come back and say, "Oh, you know that's not true. That's not." You know what voice I'm talking about. That voice will tell you in the in the period of of grief. That voice will tell you that you're alone. And the reality is, nothing could be further from the truth. Let me tell you the voice of truth. And the voice of truth is that you're not alone, is that you got you got guys here. I mean, we're not doing this podcast just it is fun, but we're not doing it just for us. We're doing it uh to 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 open ourselves up to to be able to give to you, whoever you are. And so we are with you. You can reach out to us. I mean, you know, we're we're not in some far off land. You can reach out to us. You can reach out to people around you. Uh, most importantly, you have a God that is with you. You have a God that is present, that is, that is, that is there, that is, that is not distant, that is not something. I mean, you have, there's a God, uh, that, that wants to be with you, is not expecting you to find your way to Him. He found His way to you. And so you're not alone in that grief process, in that grief situation, in that grief space. But that voice will tell you clearly that you're alone especially if it's some grief that you caused or that you have anything to do with. Uh, but nothing could be further from the truth. You are by far not alone. You don't have to be alone. If you feel alone, reach out. Reach out to somebody because that alone feeling is where you're an easy target. And when you feel like alone, man, you'll find yourself in a place where you're making decisions that, you know, that could end or impact yours or somebody else's life. So I would say that, you know, in that space, man, the the biggest thing to remember is that you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. And, you know, we're just a couple of guys out here, but we can be reached. Um, the website is freeindeed36.com, kirkmsamuels.com, onestepawaycoaching.com. And one, what was your phone number again, Kirk? 720-515-6536. Rewind that if you need to hear it again. If you're going through some grief and don't... Don't uh, discount being able to get some counseling for this as well, and we can yeah, point you in that absolutely. direction too. This is episode 17 of the Free Indeed Podcast. You know. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed Podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.